Hope Over Hype is a podcast that shares the stories of ordinary people who are serving an extraordinary God. I hope you're in a place where you can dance because it is about to get hype. Welcome to Hope Over Hype. This is the last installment of our Summer of Celebration series. And it's just been so fun to be able to celebrate things that God has done and specifically in people's lives that we know. And I feel so honored today to have Shelby Robinson on here with me to celebrate with her. She is one of my dear friends. We've known each other since college at Gardner-Webb. We bonded in the late nights at the library when we were both procrastinating because we valued people over our schoolwork. So we were left in the library until the wee hours of the morning. But honestly, it just knit our hearts together in a way that nothing else does. And so uh, she has been such an incredible friend to me and I have just loved knowing her and just getting to walk in ministry with her in different areas throughout college and then even after college too. And um, I just so admire her heart for the Lord and the way that she says yes and the way that she encourages the people around her to say yes to God. And she has reminded me over and over again that Jesus is worth it. And we're going to talk about that more. But thank you, Shelby, so much for being on. Thanks for having me. I remember those days in the library. Yeah. Traumatic, but good. (laughs) Yeah, traumatic, but also tender Tender memes. Tender memes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, will you just tell the people a little bit about you, where you're at in life, what you're doing? Sure, yeah. So I'm from the Asheville, North Carolina area. So not too far from Gardner Webb, where Emma and I met. Uh, But currently I'm living in. Boston, Massachusetts. Um, People very quickly pick up that I'm not from around here. So that's (laughs) always a fun talking point, I guess you could say. Um, But I work at a small Christian liberal arts college, similar to Gardner-Webb, a little bit smaller though, um, just outside of Boston. Um, Yeah, doing fundraising, working with alumni, working with churches, and just working with college students for summer ministry teams. So staying busy for sure. Yeah. What's your favorite part about Boston? Uh, there's just, you never run out of things to do. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever been to probably at least 90% of the city. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. We always go to the same places, but even when you try to expand, like you still can't cover it all. So yeah. Do you have a, a go-to coffee shop that you like? So many. Um, no, my favorite is Lucky Finn. There's a few of them, but my favorite one is in Situate, which is on the South Shore. Overlooks this little harbor area. There's a lighthouse. Very calming. Oh, cool. Very nice. That's so yep. fun. I want to go. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, Shelby. Thank so we'll just jump right in. And I want to go ahead and ask you, what do you want to intentionally celebrate today? That's a great question. Um, one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is just like the, the simple fact that like nothing surprises God. Um, mm. Like I think about that in the ministry context that I'm in with our summer ministry teams and just life and friendships that are happening around me and experiences that my friends are having, whether it be diagnosis or whatever, like God's not surprised by any of that. And when I can remind myself of that fact, like it kind of calms my own anxieties or fears or anything like that. 
So I think that's that's one big thing that I'm celebrating just in my own life is the fact that that nothing that happens, no decision I make surprises God. Mm. So that's really good. Has there been a truth from scripture that has like pointed you to that truth or just that has encouraged you over this summer that you want to share? Yeah. So there's um, a chapter in Psalms 147. Um, specifically verse five says, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Um, I think just the fact of like beyond my own understanding of any situation or circumstance that I'm in, like God has this greater vision and understanding as it says of all of that. So he's not limited by where I am geographically or anything like that. He's, he's really unlimited in that way. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your experience with the world race. Well, well first of all, you just tell the, the people what the world race is and just a little bit about your experience. And I just want you to share what I know you experienced God in a lot of ways, but maybe just one or two ways that you saw God move throughout that experience. Yeah. So the world race is it's kind of like a gap year type esque program, um, but it's essentially you are supposed to go to 11 countries in 11 months. You're partnering with churches and ministries, nonprofits all over the world. Um, and you travel with a group of anywhere from like 25 to 45 um, young adults that are kind of the same age. Yeah. So I did that, well, pretty much directly after finishing at Gardner Webb. And mm-hmm. gosh, to limit to one or two things is crazy, but, but we're going to go, go for it so that, so that we're not here all day. Um, but <laughs> one or two things, I think one of the things that, I mean, was consistent everywhere that we went, just like God giving not only me, but my team and the people that, that we were with, like the exact thing that we needed in every moment. Um, one story in particular in Zambia, we were doing door-to-door evangelism. So essentially we were with our host pastor who was translating for us. And literally the only direction we had was, okay, walk with me to these houses that are in the middle of nowhere and give them a message and pray for them. And that was like, yeah. it, there was no you know, goal. It was so open-ended and <laughs> like you just had to trust like, a, God was going to figure this out, and B, your host pastor wasn't completely crazy. So yeah. there were times on that one in particular um, where in some ways, like you don't want to do the same exact little message because some of the days we were going to like 25, 30 houses, but you don't want to do like the same little five minute <laughs> message because at that point, yeah. your host pastor's like, do something different. <laughs> Um, so I just remember like so many times on those walks to the next house being like, God, like, what are we going to talk about at this one? Like, how is this going to be any different than the one we were just at? And I just remember we got to one house. It was my turn to share. Like we were kind of alternating through our little group and I can't even tell you what passage I read or what I said about it. But at the end, the, the person's house that we were at, um, the man was like, like God has sent you guys to me today. Like I read that scripture this morning and I didn't know what it meant. And I asked him to tell me, and then we showed up and it was the exact scripture. 
and like talking about that. And so I think just like, I had no idea walking into that house, like what that man's experience was. We also didn't even speak the same language. So like there's that barrier in and of itself that God was already working through. Um, And just like the fact that like he gave us the exact thing that we needed um, in that moment. So I feel like that's one example of, (laughs) of seeing that like ministry related. Um, There are plenty of others that are just like logistics related, not even having anything to do with our ministry. Um, We were, for example, in Bosnia at one point we felt like God was calling us to leave the country and go to Croatia. And Mm -hmm. we were coming up empty on ministries. We couldn't even find a church that was like wanting to host us or meet with us or anything like that. Yeah. And couldn't find housing that was like within the budget that we had been given. Mm -hmm. And like our team was just like, all right, like what are we going to do? Like we really feel like we're supposed to leave this country and go to Croatia. So eventually we just decided, okay, like, we're just going to book some bus tickets and go and like (laughs) hope that something works out and, you know, we'll figure something out along the way. And it was like literally not even 30 minutes after we booked the bus tickets that a church got back to us and was like, we would love to host you guys and like have you work at our church and do outreach with us. So like even the logistical piece of like, we don't know where we're going to sleep, but like, we're just going to say yes to what we feel like God's asking us to do and trust that, he's going to provide um, in that. So again, I feel like <laughs> I could talk about the world race forever, um, yeah. but those are just kind of two oh. like uh, examples. I think of, of what God, I don't know, is constantly revealing, not only in that experience, but continues to reveal um, in my life. Oh yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Well, Speaking of saying yes to God, will you just kind of talk about that a little? What, like for you in your life, what that process has looked like of like hearing God's voice and then responding to God's voice? And like, why do you give your yes to God? And also what that has looked like to hear from God in those moments. Yeah, I feel like in some ways there's like no two times that it's been the same experience um a lot of times I feel like I don't know when I when I'm really confident that what I'm hearing is God's voice I'm also a little bit terrified like Mm -hmm. it's it's like for the world race like that was something that I knew that I couldn't do like on my own so it was you know slightly terrifying of a decision to like say yes to, to God in that yeah Um, But I think like a lot of times my prayer is like, if this is what like you want me to do, like you, you're going to have to make this work. And if there's like a lot of resistance, then maybe like, that's not what you want me to do. But for the world race, it was like just so clear. Um, Mm -hmm. Even before, like I always tell people, my mom knows what I'm going to do before I do 95% of the time. Yeah. So I'll have that. Conversation. So does mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do they call it? Mother's intuition. <laughs> yeah. It's a gift from the Lord, I think. Yeah. Um, so like all the time, you know, when I t- go to tell mom some kind of crazy scheme that I've decided that mm-hmm. I'm going to go off and do, she's like, I knew you were going to do something. I just didn't know the details. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is always like a, 
confirmation to you. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, she didn't want me to leave North Carolina or yeah. her house for that matter. But like mm-hmm. when she's confident in like what God is speaking in her life mm-hmm. too, I feel like that just like eases kind of my mind about it. So I yeah. feel like it's been a, a consistent thing. Like even saying yes to going to Gardner Webb after yeah. visiting the campus, I just knew like, this is where God wanted me to go. And I didn't even apply for like any other colleges, which my mom still, yeah. still fusses at me about sometimes. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's just like something like within that's just like the confidence that like, this is what God wants me to do, but it doesn't just like happen. Like, I feel like that's something that really stems out of like pursuing God in all areas of your life. Like if you're reading scripture, if you're praying, if you're close with God, like you're going to recognize his voice when he's giving you like these calls on your life. Um, So yeah, it looks different though for everyone. I think I said that earlier, but yeah, um, there is something about it that there's always like a slight fear, but also excitement stemming from that, that feels like the reassurance from God that I need. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's really powerful. That's how I feel too. Like I, there's usually this little bit of fear and I'm like, all right, God, like I, I know it's from you. So right. here, here we go. go. But I'm scared out of my mind We're about it, but jumping on it. <laughs> yeah. But always know that it's worth it. Right. And you know that we used to say this all the time in college that Jesus is worth everything that you're afraid of losing. And so I just want to ask you, why is Jesus worth it to you? Why is he worth your yes? And, you know, you're the one that introduced me to that phrase, like in college, (laughs) and I've probably referenced it 85 million times. (laughs) But it's so true. Like, I think just in reflecting on my own life and the things that Jesus has done for me, the situations he's, like, brought me out of and the experiences I've had, like, there's no way I could say no like to something mm-hmm. that he's placing in my heart or in my life. Um, yeah. And that's what makes it worth it. Like if I can, if my yes to him can also be an opportunity for others to see who he is, like mm-hmm. I feel like that makes it worth it too. Um, even if, I don't know, I feel like we've had this conversation before, but even if like I get nothing else out of it, like, because of what he's already done. Like it makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's so good. Well, what would you tell people that are listening to this, like to encourage them or to challenge them? Just what piece of advice would you give them in their walk with Jesus? Or maybe they're not walking with Jesus. How would you encourage them to, to take the step and to say yes? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think one thing that's been like super influ- influential for me Um, in my walk with Christ has just been the community that I'm surrounding myself with, or sometimes that I trip into. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's not intentional on my part, but I just land in these places that obviously like God has brought me to. And so I think like making sure that you surround yourself with people who are also like seeking after Jesus is probably one of the most important things like for your own walk. I'm, like we're not meant to do it alone. And so I know that the times in my life that have been more difficult or I've um, struggled more have been times that I've isolated myself in some kind of way. So I think just encouraging anyone 
um, that would be listening to like intentionally surround themselves with people who are also seeking Jesus, even when it's like not fun. Cause it's not always fun. Like sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Most of the time it's hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's very true. like we said, it's, it's totally worth it. And if we can surround our, ourselves with people who are doing the same thing, like that makes it a little bit easier. Um, so that would kind of yeah. be, I think my one word of advice. Yeah, that's so good. And I, as you say that, I am thinking about in college where I went through a really dark time in college. And then also like God was calling me to do a lot of bold things. And I remember, I mean, I talk about this a lot on that right? I feel like, but like we were washing the athlete's feet and I just remember you walking so closely with me through that. And I am so thankful for the community that God provided like with you and, and with several other people too, but specifically with you because you came and stood beside me and encouraged me in that. And I remember you gave me this like Bible full of these little postcards that had like pictures of like, do you remember this? Of like, it was like the Gardner-Webb baseball field and it had like different phrases that we said and like songs that we would reference like when, I mean, I was scared out of my mind to do all of these things yeah. and just like reminding me of truth and just like the power of, of God. And it just, it, it was, I'm very thankful for that. And I'm praising God for his faithfulness through our friendship, just to allow us to walk through hard seasons, but also yeah. really exciting seasons and bold seasons together. And I, I'm so thankful that God provides that community, even when we don't seek it out intentionally, like you were saying, like I do that too. I get in my little hermit hole and right. God's like, Hey, <laughs> you, you don't need to do that. Come over here with these two. Honestly. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I, I still remember the first moment you ever mentioned anything about the foot washing. Like, I think we were mm-hmm. sitting on the uh, the swing at Dr. Collins' house. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> by by his pool. pool. And <laughs> man, like, I think that's something I think about to you, even over the last few months of, of like, what is God calling me to next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like am constantly reminding myself, like, if whatever that dream is that I have in my head is something that I can achieve on my own. Like it's not what God's calling me to like, yeah. like he's calling me to do something that I have to rely on him mm. to do. Um, yeah. Which I think I've experienced this summer, like 95% of the time I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I need you. <laughs> and I think like that's confirmation for me a lot of times too. Like if it's, making me rely on the Lord more like Mm -hmm. it's the place to be in. So I think even seeing you walk through that, like what God was calling you to do in your life, even though it seemed crazy and wild, like it has so many repercussions to it that we can't even, even imagine. I referenced you actually. Um, I spoke at a a worship night and they wanted to do foot washing. And so (laughs) it's like, Oh, if I could just get my friend Emma up here. I know. I was just thinking about it the other day. How I need to get back into that somehow. <laughs> it's gonna be good, yeah. There's, there's yeah. no telling what'll be next, Emma. Yeah, I know. I I love that you said that about like when you have to depend on God. Like that's the perfect place to be in full dependency on God. And I think that that's a lesson that God like has to continue to teach me because I have. I remember specific times in my life where God's been like, Hey, like, just let me do it. Let me have it. And I'm like stubborn sometimes. And even earlier I was like trying to prepare for things for this semester. And 
like in leading opportunities. And I literally had to just lay my head down and be like, okay, God, I can't, I'm trying to do this in my own strength. And I just can't. And I'm like, Emma, when are you going to learn? <laughs> like God, just let God do it. Like just depend on him. That's where he wants you to be, which is such a beautiful place to be. But my pride gets in the way sometimes yeah. of that, but it is, there's so much freedom in trusting God, you know? Right. And I just love that. Yes. And amen. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shelby, I just love you so much. And I'm so thankful for you. And the last question that I would like to ask you, I also don't think I prepared you for this question, but you should expect it at this point. So one of my favorite questions to ask on this, <laughs> I know where this on is going. This podcast <laughs> is, what would your walk-up song be? 20 seconds of a song that gets you insanely hyped. I have asked you this several times, so you should be prepared for yeah, this. Yeah, but I feel like I always shy away from the answer because I can never land on one. And oh, that's true. <laughs> you can give me just a few that just, a few. that just really hype you up. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, there's one that's it's called Move, and mm-hmm. I think it's Mercy Me. Oh. Yeah, it's a throwback. That was my actual walk-up song in high school softball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. classic there. Um, also, because of you, I've asked the same question to everyone who's ever interviewed for a ministry team at UNC. <laughs> it's a good yeah. question. And then it's very telling. They get mad because I don't give them my answer. But I think that would still be my walk-up song. How can you sing it for no. me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I knew you'd say no. Well, thank you so much for being on Hope Over Hype. I'm just so thankful for you and what God has done in and through you. And I'm excited to see what he continues to do. So thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It's been fun.